Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the All Nine Yards podcast. My name is Luke Lender. I'm, of course, joined by Caleb Arthur. Uh, it is Saturday, the day before the NFL season truly gets into full, full swing. Uh, Alabama and Texas are locked in a battle right now as we speak, which is uh, an interesting one because, you know, I think a lot of people expect Texas to get blown out there. But, hey, they're only down one at the time of recording. So who knows what happens? But we're here. Uh, me, Caleb, we're going to preview week one. First, just, I mean, I, I think Caleb and I are both already lost our perfect picks because we both had the Rams winning Thursday night, I believe. So not to like uh, jump on you with much of a surprise, Caleb, but like, you know, big Thursday night game, the Bills obviously cruised, but what were a couple of things that stood out to you from the performance by both teams? Yeah, that was, that was definitely surprising. I think the biggest thing that stuck out to me was the Bills controlled the game and they cruised despite the fact that they had a couple of unlucky uh, turnovers, some fumbles, yeah. um, an unlucky interception, and they still won easily. So it's almost like it feels like they should have won by more than 21, which is uh, pretty crazy. But, yeah, I mean, it was just the defense obviously was a big stick out to me. Von Miller's looks the best he's looked in a long time um, yeah. on Thursday. Yeah. So I think if he can be a contributor, like serious contributor, contributor the way he's been you know used pass for other teams and he still can you know be that that prime von miller then that's gonna be very scary and it's gonna be a great uh front seven and they didn't even have their best cornerback yeah um so i think that that's pretty interesting and then stafford i mean it was just a rough night but that o-line you know i think mm -hmm. i didn't think andrew whitworth was gonna be a massive loss for them but if, if those days showed anything it might be yeah. um so if they're, if they're gonna want to have any chance of repeating I, I think they're gonna have to improve that offensive line yeah I wanted to tap into what you said about that offensive line I agree I think people that was kind of flying under the radar is like a big issue for them this offseason that they really didn't address massively I mean you lose a guy like Whitworth who was your cornerstone left tackle for I think six or seven years because he left Cincinnati I think in 2015 um, and he was really, really good for you. He played at a pro bowl level every year, probably all pro for being honest with ourselves. Um, and then he just retires after you win the super bowl. And it doesn't seem like they had a really, really great backup plan in place. So we'll see how that evolves. Also Stafford did not look great. He really didn't look that good. Um, which I think is a little concerning for the Rams in the long run. I'm still chilling with my 12 and five for them. I don't think that changes much. Obviously you predicted them 14 and three. So that might be a little rough. But uh, but I I just I want to see how Stafford progresses over the season. Also, their usage of Allen Robinson is also going to be big because they really didn't throw to him much, if at all, um, in that in that game. Uh, they didn't go to him on third downs. He wasn't a big early down contributor. I mean, he really didn't get very involved in the game. Neither did Cam Akers, which I think were two guys a lot of people thought could have pretty good seasons for this team. Uh, so I'm a little surprised by that. But I mean, it's Sean McVay, so you never know what's going to come out of his uh, offensive system. But for now, I'm not too panicky about the Rams. The Bills just kind of confirmed everyone's preseason theory is true. Uh, they played very, very, very well. Um, and they look like they're legit. They're a legit Super Bowl threat. Like there's kind of not a lot of doubt right now, but they, they will win that division and they will be uh, in the hunt for the Super Bowl uh, for most of the season. But enough about Thursday's game. We Our focus will now shift uh, to week one, Sunday, September 11th. We got a lot of games. Hey, we got a good slate. Uh, I'm not even going to lie to you because in this, man, we, the four o'clock games are a lot better than the one o'clock games, in my opinion. Yeah. We still even have some one o'clock games um, that could be, that could be pretty good. We'll, we'll start where, you know, I like to start. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals 
playing at home against the Pittsburgh Steelers. This should be a pretty good game. I mean, the division games, especially in the AFC North, are always close. So, Caleb, who do you have winning this game and why? Yeah, I have the Bengals winning this one. And so now we know with the Steelers, Trubisky is starting. And I think that's better for the Bengals just because there's more tape on it. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to go back to college to watch tape. Um, and so you know exactly what you're getting. I think we know exactly what Trubisky is at this point. He's not bad, but he's not that good either. Um, so I think that it's going to be a, a not a great offense. And I think the, the Bengals, obviously, uh, with the you know safety, should be able to stop the deep pass. I do think George Pickens will have a pretty good debut, but yeah, overall yeah. not not do too much. And then, then I think that uh, Cincinnati pass rush that really kind of improved last season as the season went on. Um, I think that'll that'll do pretty good against the Steelers' offensive line. That's just not good. Um, that's prop. That's probably the weakness of their team, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that 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 would be the biggest game changer. And then I think the Bengals, you know, we're gonna get you know a lot of offensive weapons. I think they have obviously the way better cornerback, the the better receiving core, the better running back. I think. So I think that's just really gonna be. The, the, the main thing of the game is I think the Bengals, you're going to see the improvement on the offensive line. And I think the offensive line is going to hold up better than the Steelers offensive line. And when you combine that with the fact that the Bengals just have way better offensive talent and it is in Cincinnati, I feel like Bengals should win this one pretty comfortably. Yep. I agree with you. The line is Cincinnati at seven, which got, which moved up from six and a half. Um, I, that's a tough bet for me. I think that's something I'd kind of stay away with because week one division divisional games, they're always just kind of too close, but yeah, like, like you mentioned, if the two biggest weaknesses on the Steelers, in my opinion, are their offensive line and their outside quarterbacks, the two biggest strengths on the Cincinnati Bengals team outside of their quarterback, in my opinion, are their outside receivers and their pass rush. So it's just a really a, a tough matchup for the Steelers in a lot of different aspects of the game. So I think the Bengals cruise to a pretty uh, easy, simple win here. I mean, it might be close, but I don't think it'll be very stressful. Um, Burrow should have a good game. I think I'm really interested to see how they use T Higgins. He's coming off a torn labrum, but he had a very, very good close to the season last year. Jamar Chase obviously is always going to be that big game threat. And as a Joe Mixon fantasy football owner, I'm intrigued to see how he does uh, in the run game because they got him a much, much better offensive line this year. And I think that should clear just as much space for him as it does for Mr. Burrow under center. So yeah, I think the Bengals win, like you mentioned, the, the Steelers are going to start Trubisky, which I love as a Bengals fan um, because it seems like you just, when you know, a guy's ceiling it's a lot easier to feel confident against him you have no idea how good Kenny Pickett might be um but for now you know that Mitchell Trubisky is like not that amazing of an NFL quarterback you know how to game plan for him like you mentioned you have tape on him uh you know what beats him you know what doesn't so yeah I like where the Bengals are at in this game I have them winning this one Another week one divisional game uh, we can look at this time in the NFC South as opposed to the AFC North is the Saints at the Falcons. Uh, I think this one's going to be pretty close. I'm not, uh, and I, I, I'm not sure if you have the same, but Caleb, I mean, both of us have the Falcons not winning a lot of games this year, but do you think they could spring upset in this situation? I mean, week one at home division rival. I think this is uh, in a handful of probably five or six of their most winnable games, you know, Anything can happen in week one divisional opponent, but I, I'm still going to go with the Saints here. Yeah. I just think that's a safer bet. I think, I mean, there's there's interesting injury reports for this game. Drake London and Michael Thomas are both questionable. Yep. So I think that that could, that could be kind of a big deal for either side if one plays, one doesn't. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't know. I just think at this point, the Falcons are rebuilding. I think the Saints have the better roster. 
I'm assuming Michael Thomas plays, which would easily give them the better receiving core, in my opinion. Yep. And I know they have the much better defense. So I just, I just don't think that uh, the Falcons are just going to be able to put up many points with what they have on, on the Saints. So I, I think it'll be a pretty low scoring game, but I, I feel pretty comfortable at that in saying I think the Saints are going to win this one. Yeah, um, I think this could be a very, very close game. Like you mentioned, week one division rival. If there's any game the Falcons could really, really pull off, it would be this one. Um, I think that might, you know, be considered like a slight upset because over the course of the season, uh, they're going to be in for a couple tough matchups. But um, I I really went back and forth on this one because I have I'm very inclined to say they split with the Saints this season. But just week one for me is a little bit tough. I think top to bottom roster talent, New Orleans just has a much better team. Um, So in week one, I'm always just kind of going to lean in a bit of a coin flip game. I'm going to lean towards just the more talented roster that I can trust more to win games. I think their safety group is probably about like even to what it was last year. I'm not sure how much better their secondary got, Um, but I just I think that they Clearly, we're like a seven, eight win team last year. That was with Taysom Hill, a quarterback. Jameis Winston's undoubtedly an upgrade. We'll see if he's back uh, and in full swing. But for now, I just think they're the better team, and I'm just going to go with the safe pick. I'm not going to be very fun. Although I do think Marcus Mariota could have some good uh, perform- performances here and there in the beginning of the season because I think I'm excited to see what he can do back as a starter. But for me, Falcons uh, lose Saints win. New Orleans line is five and a half. Another tough bet just because it's Division One playoff, not playoff, Division uh, week one divisional game, excuse me. Uh, and so I think it should be a good game and it's a, it's a tough bet to keep with, but, uh, for now saints winning for me, uh, Kale, let's see another divisional game. You know, we're just going to get all these divisional games out of the way first. Uh, also in the South, this time, the AFC, uh, Colts at Texans. Now, Caleb, the line's only Indianapolis seven, which surprised me how well, considering how well they handled Houston last year, similar to the Falcons. Do you think this is a situation where the Texans could spring upset on a kind of difficult schedule, or do you think the Colts cruise to victory here? I mean, you never know because the Colts are inclined to sometimes lose some weird, uh, divisional games. And also the past couple of years, they've gotten off to pretty slow starts to the season. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, I guess it wouldn't be the most shocking upset, but I'm still going to go with the Colts too pretty comfortably. I think just, I don't know. I, I like the Colts. I think the coach obviously is, is better. I still think that Texans should have kept on to Dave Coley for another year. Yeah. Matt Ryan, I trust him more than Davis Mills. Davis Mills was pretty good last year, but I definitely trust uh, Matt Ryan more. And then they just got the better roster. I mean, the way better defense, way better line. Receiving calls probably where, where it's only close, and of course Jonathan Taylor. I just don't see how the Texan defense slows him down. Yeah, I think mean, he's you know obviously first game of the season, so he's going to be really fresh. Um, and I think that's going to be the difference. I think he's just going to be able to run all over that Texans defense, and just it's going to be one of those situations where you just see clearly see that one team has the better roster, and they're going to use that to advantage. So I could see Texans kind of keeping it close for a while the Colts get out to a little bit of a slow start, but I'm still going to go Colts. Yeah, I agree. I think this should be kind of a close game in the first half, but I think Taylor will kind of break out in the second half and should give uh, Indianapolis probably, I think is going to end up being like, I, I would guess like a 10 point to two touchdown win um, just because the Texans got a little bit better in the offseason. Ultimately, I think they kind of flatlined to what they were last year, which was a, is a little disappointing considering how much I liked David Cully, um, but he's gone now. Lovey Smith is any loves to run a cover two, uh, which is, kind of it, it's tough you need a really good pass rush to hit well on a cover two and they just don't have that um so for me i think taylor goes goes off for a lot of yards and a couple touchdowns because the texans spent their premium draft picks on an o-lineman and a corner 
neither of those stop the run very well uh, because one plays on offense and one is a corner who is also questionable for this game. Nobody knows how uh, good and ready Stingley is going to be. So yeah, I think Mills and Damian Pierce and maybe, you know, Brandon cooks scores like 10 points the first half and keeps us a little close, but ultimately I think the Colts cruise to a pretty easy win uh, here in Houston. Now uh, last divisional game of the one o'clock slate. If my, instantaneous eyes do not deceive me um and we have the patriots at the dolphins now this is a pretty good game in my opinion because the dolphins have always seemed to play very well against the patriots but then again you have a new head coach a bit a bit of roster turnover in miami meanwhile the patriots same old same old with uh belichick and uh mac jones so who do you have winning this game caleb and i'm intrigued yeah I, i've got the dolphins taking this one and it's pretty simple for me. I mean, it seems like they always kind of split. We say that, but at the same time, Tua has never lost to the Patriots, which is a very interesting stat. Say, yeah. um, and, I mean, even when Brady was there and they were winning Super Bowls, they always struggled to beat the Dolphins at Miami. Yeah. So I think it's going to be heat. Apparently, the Patriots like got there like Tuesday or Wednesday to deal with the heat. I don't know if that's a great thing, though. Now it just means that they've been in the heat for more amount of time. Um, but it's, yeah. it's, so it's going to be very interesting. Um, I just think the Dolphins, another one of those games, they just have the better roster. I think quarterback Mac Jones a little bit better, but uh, he's got better weapons too. It does um, with Tyreek Hill. It's going to be, I'm really interested to see the Dolphins just you how quickly Tyreek Hill kind of fits into that system with Mike McDaniel. So I'm, I'm actually pretty excited to watch this game, see what the Dolphins look like. But as for the Patriots, I just think they play calling. I've talked about it a lot over the past few episodes, but I just don't think it's going to go well. Mm-hmm. They lost J.C. Jackson on the defensive side. They still have a maybe the worst, well, one of the worst receiving cores in the league. Yeah. So I just, I just don't think they have the talent. And now I think on the offensive side, they don't have the coaching to help lift it up. So I think uh, that just the more talented Dolphins are going to win in a spot that they feel really comfortable in uh, playing the Patriots at home. They've always been comfortable there. Yeah, I think that's for for honestly for a while in the offseason when I would do like a uh, picks uh to you know predict teamers records and stuff. I actually had the Patriots winning this game for a pretty long time. Um just because I mean my my immediate thought was like, hey, they have like the the more experienced head coach, the uh, a head coach that's like more focused um on like what you know what he has to do to beat this team. Mike McDaniel's like juggling like some egos. He's a brand new head coach, I mean knows how good he's going to be. I like the continuity in New England. And that's about and then like I would think about that and then I'd like sit on it. And then I think about it some more and I'd be like, well, when you think about it, Miami and New England's QBs are kind of on the same tier. In my opinion, uh, Miami's receivers are just so much better. Their defense is just so much better. They're off the offensive playing of calling of New England is just going to be so inconsistent and weird. I'm not sure Belichick makes the best uh, in-game decisions anymore. He seems like he's kind of uh, passed uh, by a little bit, you know, like the fourth down revolution and stuff. So just the more I think about it, the more and more I want to go with Miami, just because for the reasons, like you mentioned, in addition to what I just said, um, they always seem to be pretty comfortable down there against New England. And I think they'll do uh, I think they'll do a pretty good job. Uh, and I have them winning this game. The line is three and a half, which I think is actually pretty good. Again, I'd stay away from it. Yeah. Week one divisional game. You never know what's going to happen just because I do think the Patriots keep this game close for the reason I mentioned of Belichick, just kind of being a little more experienced. I think the Patriots get off to a pretty hot start in this game, but the Dolphins will probably claw their way back uh, in the second half and come out on top of the win at Hard Rock Stadium. Now, 
Uh, that's the end of the divisional one o'clock games. Caleb, let's now keep it in the AFC. Uh, we will swing to the New York Jets at home against the Baltimore Ravens. Caleb, you were really high on the Jets at the beginning of the offseason. You seem to cool a little bit. So how do you think they'll stack up against Baltimore on Sunday? Yeah, this is interesting. You know, you got you got Flacco revenge game. That's, yeah, I guess something to I feel like there's, like, there, there's been a lot of Flacco revenge games now because he's, he's yeah. He, there's a lot of revenge, revenge games. games, honestly. This yeah, week, kind of a lot of flags or, or a lot of revenge games in general. Yeah, but, yeah. but um, I'm I'm gonna go with the Ravens here. I think Lamar Jackson is gonna have a lot to play for. Obviously, betting on himself with that contract. Obviously, he's gonna just try to go the route of just play as best as he can. And as the market continues to go up next season, he thinks, well, they'll have to pay me even more. So I think he's gonna have just a, a, a lot of momentum and a lot of reason to play for. This is a Ravens team that was just beat up so much last season. They're pretty much healthy again. Still, J.K. Dobbins a little beat up. Gus Edwards not back, but for mm-hmm. the most part, pretty healthy. So I think this is just better. And now the Jets are even weaker at quarterback than we thought they were going to be with Zach Wilson out. Um, and I and I just think that it's a young team. We talked about how well they've drafted, but it's going to take a little while, I think, for those draft picks to kind of get ready. Um, sounds like they're not going to play Brees Hall a lot, kind of going to slowly bring him into the system. So I don't think we're going to get a ton from the running game uh, to help Slacko. And just, and, and, and like I said, just a lot of young players, rookies um, that I just don't think are going to be quite there yet. And Ravens, Lamar, clearly way better quarterback. I think they got the better coach and they just always find ways to win the Ravens. We kind of forgot it last year, but yeah, at least in the regular season, they win a lot of games. So yep. I think I, I feel confident in the Ravens here. Yep. Uh, I agree. I have them winning too. I think they'll win by more than the six and a half point line uh, in yeah. their favor, just because the jets, it seems like, I think they could, they could have been a little stingy this year, but a lot of stuff has gone wrong for them recently. Um, you know, Zach Wilson's hurt. I thought him breaking out was one of the only reasons they could uh, capture a win here, but really, I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, Flacco for as elite as he might be is really not what he used to be. So I don't think he does much. I don't think he offers much resistance to Baltimore in this game. Um, and like you said, the, the Ravens, they were all right last year, but we do forget that under Harbaugh, they win a lot, especially in the regular season. They're a winning football team. They are a winning football culture, no matter who their quarterback is. Um, mm-hmm. But with Lamar, like you said, betting on himself, he's going to play very, very well this season in my eyes, just because of him, you know, betting on himself. So for that reason, I have the Ravens winning this game um, out over the Jets in New York. Now, Caleb, uh, we've had some pretty obvious ones so far. We're going to cut to uh, what I think is a little bit of a coin flip. Uh, down in D.C., the Jacksonville Jaguars are visiting the Washington Commanders. First game as the Commanders in the regular season. Carson Wentz's first game in Washington in the regular season. Um, Trevor Lawrence, first game with Doug Peterson in the regular season. This should be uh, a pretty good, I think a pretty under-the-radar good close game. Washington three-point favorite, Caleb. What do you see in the future of this matchup? Yeah, this is definitely, I think, pretty much a, a coin flip one. But I'm, I'm actually going to go with the Jags here. Yeah. Um, I think I don't really know how to put this, but I feel like, you know, the Jags are the team that went collapse against last season and in the last week of the season. Yep. Um, and I just don't know if he's the kind of quarterback that in response to that is actually going to play better than average. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he might just, you know, kind of not have a great game knowing that it was the team that kind of, I mean, ended his, his run with the Colts. So I think the Jags are actually, you know, I think we talked about this when we previewed the AFC. They're not going to be a great team, but they can be sneaky. Yeah, uh, I agree. Trevor Lawrence yeah. has got 
you know, he, he's a really talented quarterback. I think Doug Peterson is a good coach, big coaching upgrade, at least over Urban Meyer. Um, and while they overpaid for some pieces a little bit, I mean, it did improve their football team. I think uh, Christian Cook will be pretty good. Uh, obviously, number one pick, Trayvon Walker, uh, I think will be pretty good. And then Washington wins, like I said. I don't know if he's going to have the greatest game. Chase Young is still out from last season's uh, ACL injury. And I just, I just don't know. So I just feel yeah. like the Jags, this is a really good spot for them. They're actually the, they're, the weakest part of the season is the beginning of the season. So if they're going to pick up some wins, they kind of got to do it quickly. Yeah. So I think they're going to, I think they're going to come out with a lot of momentum and you're going to see the improvements that they made. I agree. I also have Jacksonville winning this game. Vegas is a line, like I said, Washington three-point favorites, which I think is a little weird. I think they're just going with what they know, and they know Washington has like a decent floor of about five wins. Uh, Jags are not proven to win a lot of regular season games in recent years. But like I said, Doug Peters in great hire. I think he'll make Trevor Lawrence a lot better. Um, and like you mentioned, I'm just not sure about Carson Wentz, especially maybe there's some magic of him playing against Jacksonville. But right now, you just look at the commander system. Antonio Gibson isn't looking great. Uh, J.D. McKissick can't really run the ball. He's more of a pass-catching guy. Their, their supposed like rookie breakout guy, Brian Robinson, did get shot. So they're going to be looking for some answers, I think, um, on the offensive side of the ball. The defense was pretty bad last year after being elite the year before. It just fluctuates back and forth. Chase Young is out. You never know. I just think I see too many weaknesses on this roster um, for me just to pick them confidently, even at home, uh, because I think Jacksonville is a solid team that's built well, uh, that has talent on it, because obviously they have to overpay for talent because they're a market like Jacksonville, but it has talent on it. Christian Kirk is a very good receiver, um, maybe like not elite yet, but he, he's, he's pretty good. Um, he can be a wide receiver one on some teams, and I think he'll he'll start the season pretty well. So for me, I have Jacksonville winning on the road in Washington. Now, um, let's see what other one o'clock games have we needed to hit. All right. we got three left. Uh, let's go with the, uh, with the probably, I think of the three left, the two most boring ones. Uh, we'll go with Niners bears first, Caleb. This one seems like a pretty done deal. I'll just jump in. I have Chicago, um, losing. I have Chicago losing, not winning. I almost caught myself there. Um, I think the Niners win. I think Trey Lance gets off to a roaring start. This is a really, really good team to have his first game against. He can ease into it. Shanahan's scheme will just take him out. The Bears, I don't think, are going to put up much fight in week one. Uh, I think they'll they'll get a little bit better as the season goes on and how field, Fields gets to like you know mature and mesh with his guys. But it, it's going to be a rough start for them. So I have them losing uh, in week one to the Niners. Caleb, I assume you have the same, but uh, let me know. Yeah, th- this might be the biggest blowout of week one. Um, I just, at least on Sunday, I, I, yeah, I just think that 49ers obviously way better roster. I think Debo Samuel is going to have a really good game. Maybe I'm just saying that because he's on my fantasy team, but I think he's going to be a nice safety blanket for Trey Lance in his first real start. I guess, I guess he started a couple games last season, but yeah. first time as the captain of the ship and yeah. And I just don't think I've talked about this. I just don't think that the Bears have a good roster at all. So I think 49ers pretty easily here. Great game for Trey Lance to start, for sure. Yes, I agree. Um, yeah, I think with especially with Kittle kind of like bouncing around on and off injury reports, um, the Trey Lance will, I think, definitely look to Debo just to be like that nice, you know, reliable guy, maybe out of the slot, maybe out of the outside. But, yeah, Niners win, blowout. Um, second and last one before we get to, I think, uh, undoubtedly, my opinion, I think the best game of the 1 o'clock window uh, we're going to go with Ian Eagles Lions here. Philadelphia five point favorites. This one's in Detroit. They sold out the game for the first time in a while. Um, they said they have standing room only, which is pretty impressive for them. 
but now uh, they'll look to upset this Eagles team and we'll see what they can do. I think this should be a pretty good game. I have the Eagles winning. However, I think the lions are good and they'll pick up wins against bad teams. But I think, you know, against a good team like the Eagles, I don't love their chances. So uh, for me, I have Philadelphia winning, covering the five point spread. I think Jalen hurts will have a nice first game of the season and the Eagles will come out on top in Detroit. Caleb, what do you think? Yeah, this is a game. I'm actually, yeah, like you said, this might be the best game in the one o'clock slate. Um, I'm excited for this one in Detroit. I think it makes it a little bit more interesting, although I'm still going to go with the Eagles. I think that, again, it's another one of those games where it's going to be really interesting. Detroit, I think, is going to have a lot of fight as they did last year. But the Eagles are just the more talented team. I trust their defense more. Um both both great O-lines, so I think both quarterbacks are in that category. They're not great, but they're going to be comfortable. Um, A.J. Brown obviously added to the Eagles. I think it's going to give them a new element. So I kind of just think their receiving core is going to be a little bit advanced, is going to help their offense, you know, just get a little bit more out of it um, with, with Jalen Hurts obviously being a dual threat and then the receivers on the outside. And then, like I said, I trust the defense more. So I think it's going to be – an interesting game. I think it's going to be a close game, but I think in the end, the Eagles defense is just going to be able to make enough stops that they'll be able to pull this one out. Yep. Um, I agree. I think the Eagles are just kind of the more talented team at this point. Uh, so they'll win the game. Now, last game of the one o'clock window that we have not talked about just yet. Browns Panthers. This should be intense. Um, I think this will be a pretty good game. Baker revenge tour starts today. Line is even. I have the Panthers winning. I think Baker plays very, very well. They're always pretty good at the beginning of the season, especially under Matt Rule. Um, I'm not sure how well Jacoby Brissett's going to mesh with his guys, especially early, so I think they'll take a little bit of time to get going as a unit. So I think the Panthers capitalize. It's very much a coin flip game, and I always like to usually give the coin flips to the teams at home. So for that reason, I have Carolina winning. Caleb, do you agree or no? Yeah, this is for me, this is like the truly the, the – I think this is the closest game of the day. Yeah. At least hardest game for me to predict of the day. Truly a coin flip, as Vegas would agree. I'm going to go with the Panthers because I picked them uh, when we did our playoff predictor. They're at home. And I think Baker is going to be motivated. I don't know if he can keep that kind of like revenge thing up for a whole season. I think sometimes it kind of gets mm-hmm. him over emotional. But yeah. I think at least for this one game, he's going to be good. He's going to have a lot to play for. And then with Jacoby Brissett on the other side, the Panthers do have the better quarterback in Baker. Um so I just think it's kind of going to be the Browns who are not going to be super, just, you know, they're going to have issues with meshing how Jacoby Brissett can do with the new receiving core that pretty much just has Amari Cooper and nobody else. Yeah. Um, so I yeah. think that I, I, I would go with the Panthers here. I think they have the better quarterback, have a little bit more to play for. Um, so I, I would like the Panthers here, but it really is a coin flip. Yep, uh, I agree. Now, four o'clock games. Uh, we'll just we'll go with the most boring one first. Caleb, Giants, Titans. This is in Tennessee. I have your Titans winning. Big blowout. Five and a half line seems a little low, to be honest. I think they'll win by a lot more than that. So I have the Titans winning. I'm not very high on the Giants this year. What are you thinking in this game? Yeah, I think this is going to be uh, yeah another one of the the most boring games. I think the Giants are just not that good. Titans at home, a fresh Derrick Henry. Um, should be a pretty good recipe for the Titans to just kind of control, you know, with Daniel Jones, obviously, he's probably going to do a couple turnovers. So I think the Titans will have the ball for the majority of the game. They'll be able to control the clock and they just have the better team. So I agree. Uh, I'm going to go Titans comfortably. 
especially with Thibodeau um, kind of being questionable, maybe out. Nobody really knows what the Giants D line is going to look like. So I like yeah. the certainty of the Titans over the uncertainty of the Giants. Next 425 game, divisional matchup. This one should be good. Packers at Vikings. Kale, I think you and I both have the same pick in this game, but it's not the pick many expect. Why don't you go first and tell me who you have winning? Yeah, this is a really, really interesting one because the, well, it, it's actually weird. So the Packers were favored by a point and a half. As we recorded this, it shifted to now it's even. So Ooh, it shifted a whole point and a half. I'm assuming that is because Alan Lazard got ruled out. Yeah. Um, or something like that. He was already doubtful, maybe got officially ruled out. So that kind of did the line movement would be my guess. But I- I'm going to go with the Vikings here. I think... Honestly, out of all 17 regular season games, I think this is the worst game for Allen's out to miss. Because the rookies, they have no chemistry with Aaron Rodgers yet. They've not played a game with him. So I think if there's one game that you really would like that one guy that you've played with for a few seasons to be available, it would be this one. Um, Vikings always have given the Packers troubles in Minnesota. Um, So I think, honestly, I feel pretty confident in saying Minnesota here. I think now that you've got a bunch of rookies in their first game with no Alan Lazard, it looks like that's mm-hmm. just a bad recipe. I think the Vikings know the Packers are going to run it a lot. And with the upgrades they made on the defensive side uh, this offseason, they'll be able to control it. And I think their offense, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, I think uh, O'Connell will be able to get the most out of, out of Kirk Cousins. I think he'll be really good for this offense. So I think the Vikings at this point, at least uh, tomorrow, I think they have the better team and they're at home, always giving the Packers fits. So I, I really like the Vikings. I agree. This feels like a very Patriots-Dolphin um, situation where even in the height of the Packers' powers, they always seem to split with Minnesota and they seem to always have trouble in Minnesota. So I think U.S. Bank is going to be rocking. I really like what Justin Jefferson is going to bring to the table this year in that O'Connell offense. So for me, I have the Vikings winning. Um, and defeating the Packers because I think this will be a pretty good game. Um, and I think they're, they're, we're going to see a little bit uh, of what the Minnesota is made of in this one because this feels like a game. It, realistically, they should win. I know they're not favorited, but uh, I guess they, they're not. They, they were not the favorites, but now it's even. Um, this is a game they realistic should, realistically should win, in my opinion. I think this is like a very winnable game for them, especially in week one. Yes. So, yeah, I have Minnesota winning. We'll see what Kirk can do. And a 425 isn't quite prime time, but it's pretty close. I think this might be game of the week. So we'll see what he can do when the lights are bright. So now uh, next 425 game, Chiefs cards. Kale, this one should be interesting. Kansas City, six and a half point favorites. It was a little big to me, but who are you thinking in terms of Victor in this game? Yeah, I do agree it's a little big. This is an interesting one because you got the combination. You've got uh, the Chiefs always have done well in September with Andy Reid. Um, but so of the Cardinals, but then you don't have D hop. So I'm just going to bank on the chiefs kind of outweighing talk about this much, much better coach, better quarterback. And with no uh, Hopkins, I don't think you're going to see a big difference in wide receiver output, even though the chiefs no longer have Tyreek Hill. I think you kind of evens the playing field there with no Hopkins. So I think the chiefs are just the smarter team. I think they're the better coach team still have the, for the most part, the better roster. So while I do think it's a little much and it is in Arizona, I'm just going to trust Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes to get it done in the month of September where they've always been really good. 
Yeah, um, I think I actually disagree. This is the first time we've disagreed all episode. I have the Cardinals winning this game. I just think the Cardinals, there's always a weird week one game. There's always just like a weird upset somewhere. Yeah. The Cardinals yeah. always do well in the beginning of the season. I know D Hop is suspended, um, but they just always seem to do really well. It's just kind of weird. I think Marquise Brown will have a pretty good game. He's talking about how he loves being Arizona so much. That's probably going to fade as Hopkins comes back. But at least in week one, he doesn't have DeAndre looming over him. Uh, so for me, I think the Cardinals win this game. I think Kyler plays pretty well, and everybody starts freaking out before they inevitably collapse and miss the playoffs. It just seems like they do that every year, and that's actually how I have them predicted this year. But yeah, this is the first discrepancy of the episode. I, I just I. I mean, like like you said, both teams are good in September, but there's always a weird game in week one. I think this is it. I have the Cardinals winning. I like what Kyler Murray is looking like. I think it's going to take Mahomes a little bit of time to get used to his new guys, uh, especially with Tyreek being gone. So for me, Cardinals win. I think it's an easy cover. I would easily bet the cover um, for uh, Arizona. Six and a half just feels too big, in my opinion. That's just way too big uh, for a game like this with the Chiefs having so many unknowns. So yeah, I have the Cardinals winning. Uh, you have the chiefs now Raiders chargers, the last four twenty five game chargers, three and a half point favorites. Caleb, who are you thinking in terms of the winner? Yeah, I'm really excited for this one. There's so many good three twenty five games, this the chiefs, the, the Vikings Packers game, but this one I think is going to have the most fireworks. Honestly, I think, uh, you know, Derek Carr, Devontae Adams' connection, I think, is going to get off strong right away, similar to the way Joe Burrow and Jamal Chase did. And then the Chargers, of course, they just have a great roster. You could argue they may have the best complete, the most complete roster in the whole entire league. Yeah. So this is a really, really tough one. I'm going to go with the Chargers. Even though it's at the Chargers, there's going to be more Raiders fans there. Yeah. Um, just because Los Angeles pretty heavy Raiders town. Not really that much it's not really a home game for the chargers but i'm still gonna pick him i think justin herbert is a little bit better than Derek Carr. um and while they do have Devonte adams on vegas's side the chargers have both mike williams and keenan allen and austin eckler the better running back and the better o-line so while jc jackson is out i think overall on the offensive side like i said the chargers are just a more complete team so I think it'll be really close. It could go either way for sure, mm-hmm. but I'm just going to trust the more complete roster here in the Chargers. Yeah. Um, I'm going to pick the Chargers too, because I do have these teams splitting in the regular season. And when teams split, yeah. it's just, I, I always just have the home team winning each time. That's just kind of how I have it, uh, especially when division rivals are playing. So, I mean, for me, I think this should be a good game. In my opinion, this is the closest game of the week, just because all like even more, even closer than the Chiefs and the Cards, uh, because these teams are always a little stingy with each other. It's always kind of a bit of chaos in that AFC West. So, for me, I have the Chargers winning. I do think it will be close, though, and I would not be surprised if it went the other way. Um, I like what Carr brings to the table. I really like him with Devontae Adams, but just right now, I think Herbert's the better QB. So, for that reason, I have yeah. the Chargers and Justin Herbert winning this game. Um, Sunday night, though, this should be an interesting one. Dallas at home playing Tampa Bay, who's coming to town. Uh, both of us had uh, Tampa Bay winning the NFC South and Dallas not winning the NFC East. Caleb, do you see the boys picking up a win in this game, or do you think Tom Brady and the Bucks cruise? This, this actually, I think, is going to be a pretty close game with it being in Jerry World and the Bucks injuries on the O-line throughout camp, but I'm still going to go with them. I think the Cowboys, they also uh, suffered some injuries to, to Tyron Smith there on the offensive line. And it's pretty much, like I said, CeeDee Lamb and nobody on, yeah. on the receiving yeah. core. 
both, I think running back is pretty, you know, pretty even. I'll give it to the Cowboys because they have two guys mm-hmm. who I think are pretty decent. But overall, I trust the Buccaneers defense more, at least in the front, um, especially with the Cowboys losing Randy Gregory. So I think it's another one. It's better quarterback. I don't know about better coach. I think it's pretty close between these two. I don't think neither are great coaches. So I'm just going to trust Tom Brady. Tom Brady has never lost the Cowboys. So I'm I'm just going to trust Brady. I'm going to trust his weapons. Sounds like Chris Godwin might actually play, which would be a big help. And I think the front seven of the Bucs is going to cause some disruption to a weak weak Cowboys O-line. So I'm going to go with the Bucs here. I think the Bucks also win this game. I have them uh, winning. Like I just said, I think they also win this game. Uh, yeah, what you, like you mentioned, Brady doesn't really lose to the Cowboys often, uh, if at all. And he always does a pretty good job uh, in, in manageable games. I think when he's the favorite, it's hard to pick against him. And right now, he is the favorite. I think the Cowboys have a lot of question marks, like we both agreed. And like you just said, it's kind of CeeDee Lamb and nobody. Um, and that whole defense also, they lost guys. So... I'm just really intrigued to see what they look like. I still think they're going to lose. Tampa Bay only being two and a half point favorite surprises me a little bit. Like I understand they lost some guys, but like ultimately they're just the better roster top to bottom. And I don't think it's particularly close. I honestly might give them the coaching edge too. I think Todd Bowles gets a little over hated um, in coaching circles. I think he's a little bit better than people give him credit for. So I have the Bucks winning. Um, I think they'll play pretty well uh, from beginning to end. I don't have them trailing once in this game. And I think they'll easily cover and come out on top. Now, Monday night, Caleb, last game of the weekend. I guess it's not really the weekend anymore. It's Monday. But another revenge game. Russ Wilson back against the 12s in Seattle. Denver's six and a half point favorites. Or do you think they cover or do you think it's going to be close? Give me your thoughts. You never know with these kind of revenge games and it being in Seattle, but I'm definitely going with the Broncos. This is another one of those, pretty much one of the easiest picks of the week. Much better quarterback in Denver, better defense in Denver, probably better O-line in Denver, I would say. Weapons is pretty much the only thing that's pretty close. So Broncos, just much better roster. It's going to be interesting to see kind of how quickly Russell Wilson gets off with the Broncos, how quickly he starts to feel really comfortable. Sounds like he might get booed though, uh, booed too, which is kind of, I don't know if that's surprising or not, but it sounds yeah. like that's what's going to happen. Um, but I don't really think that's a big deal. I think he knows, obviously, playing in Seattle so well, I don't think it's going to really affect him. So it's just another one of those games where, might be a little bit rough just because first game with a new quarterback, new coach in Denver and it being in Seattle. So I actually think the Seahawks are going to keep it close for a while. But I think in the end, the Broncos just being the much better roster will pull away in the end and probably win by about 10 to 14 or so. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's going to be 10 or 14. I think there's a very, very real reality where Seattle covers. I think they'll keep this game pretty close. I think it's going to be ugly. I think it's going to be low scoring in the slugfest. We're not really going to see Russ air it out as much, I think. Um, but ultimately I do think the Broncos will win. I just think they're the, again, like in week one, I always, I always like to pick the better roster because nobody's going to come out flat yeah. it's week one. It's not like you get a big matchup the week before very little teams are going to come out flat. 
Um, they're going to play, I think, pretty well from beginning to end, both guys. It might be a little like a little sloppy, but I don't think it'll be absurd. It'll just be low scoring because that's kind of the way it is in Seattle nowadays. Pete Carroll's going to want to control the game time of possession-wise, and I think he ultimately will. I think this is going to be like a Broncos just kind of scored a couple deep touchdowns, had a couple big play, uh, big like, you know, big 50-50 plays go their way. And that's what leads him to a win. So uh, for me, I have the Broncos winning. I think Seattle does keep it close, though. I'm a little higher on Geno than most. Um, so I think uh, this this should be a good game. I think this is a pretty good Monday night schedule because I, I like it. Um, I think it should be pretty good. Um, but yeah, so Broncos winning for me. Caleb, we have the same results for every single game, minus the Chiefs and the Cardinals. So bragging rights come down to that one. All right, that's uh, that's going to be it for all the picks. Caleb, any last things you want to say to the people before week one comes around? I'm just, I'm just excited. Thursday was a great teaser, although not as close as I thought it was going to be. But there are a lot of good games, especially I'm so looking forward to that uh, afternoon slate. I'm going to be yeah. switching yeah. between the games. So really excited with the NFL being back. Um, hopefully my fantasy team does well. Your fantasy team does well. Titans pick up a win. But I think I think there's a lot of good, interesting games this week. Yeah, yeah. I think it should be pretty good. Like, there's not like many heavyweights swinging, at least in the one o'clock slate. But there are like intriguing under the radar matchups, specifically um, Washington and Jacksonville. I think we're gonna get a good like sense of what those teams are after this week. So, yeah, that will do it for the episode. This episode of the All Nine Yards Podcast. Thank you, everybody, for listening. My name is Luke Lemner, of course, always joined by Caleb Arthur. Everyone enjoy week one, stay safe, and we'll talk to you next time.